You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Welcome to the Run the Riot podcast, and today on the podcast, we've got a lady who has run some stuff, man. She is originally from Quebec, Canada, now living in Singapore, and she's run across Japan. She's run across Malaysia. She's done a bunch of other stuff, and she's planning on running across Africa from the north to the south, like 13,000 K. <laughs> so it's an interesting conversation. Uh, her name is Veronique Borbeau, uh, and they call her Vero. And so, uh, interesting conversation with her that I think she's, she's just really positive person. Uh, if you could see the video, she's a lot of smiles, a lot of laughing. Uh, we had a really fun conversation. So I hope you enjoy. Before we get into the into the, the nuts and bolts before we get into the interview. I uh, just want to remind you of our sponsors. Uh, when this podcast comes out, I'll be running one of the Outlaw Race Series, the Thunderbird. I'll be running the 50K, but they also have 100K. Uh, it's out in Norman, Oklahoma. But the Outlaw Race Series is home to the Outlaw 100, and they've got other uh, races, uh, distances along with that. Outlaw 100 is their their flagship race, really tough one. Uh, also, the Flat Rock Triple Crown, the Lake McMurtry Run, Flower Moon, Dark and Dirty, all great races put on by ultra runners, uh, great people. And so I'm looking forward to racing. I think it's supposed to be rainy and muddy tomorrow, so it'll be a slop fest, but hey, Get the race. It'll be good. Uh, also, this podcast is brought to you by T8.run, the letter T, the number 8.run. Go to T8.run and check out gear for ultra runners by ultra runners. And their flagship product is the Commando Shorts. They're guaranteed to keep you chafe free. You put those bad boys on under your running shorts and they just take care of business. I'll be wearing a pair of mine tomorrow. Uh, if you go to the website and you check it out uh, to buy the Commando Shorts or any of their other, their Sherpa Shorts, and they've got they've got a, uh, various things you can get out there, uh, use the code 50-RUNTHERIOT. Again, the code, the number 50-RUNTHERIOT with no spaces. So check that out. Uh, also, guys, uh, I'd appreciate it if you get out on iTunes and uh, if you'd like, and su- like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and you know, fill out a little a little uh, information on it, on how you like it and what you like about it. Man, I'd appreciate that on, on iTunes or wherever you listen. And uh, also on the website, www.runtheriot.run, we've got a, a Patreon link. If you want to just partner with the podcast, if you like what we're doing over here, um, you can partner with us. So, yeah, that's about it. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get started with this one. This one went over my normal time. Hope you don't mind. Hope you got a long run planned for it. So her name is Veronique Berbeau. All right, today on the Run the Riot podcast, we got a special guest all the way from Singapore, wherever that is. I know some of you are saying wherever that is, but all the way from Singapore, Veronique Borbeau. Welcome, Veronique. Glad to have you. Thank you, David. It's a really, really privilege to be with you today. So uh, thank you to having me on board. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. Uh, so it is right now, it is uh, 7 
uh, after 7 p.m. And so there, what, it's about 8, 8 a.m. in the morning? For me, it's 9, 9 on the morning. So it's oh, like okay. coffee. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you drink it. Well, I'm drinking coffee, too. So we'll, we'll just drink coffee together. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking decaf, though, because I'm going to bed after this. <laughs> so, well, so... um. Veronique, so you're 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 living in Singapore now, and you just we talked a little bit off the air. You're originally from uh, from Canada, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm from Quebec. It's where my my accent is my and my name, uh, and we live abroad since probably ten years. So I've been living in UAE, United Arab Emirates, for uh, less than six years. And uh, after that, we moved in Singapore, and uh, I, I love to be an expat and travel all around the world and uh, know people from all uh, different kind of directions. It's it's a way of life that I love. That's awesome. That that's really cool to get to. I mean, there's, there's well, as you know, there's so much out there to see. You know, <laughs> so much to experience. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's a running podcast. So, when did you start? And and I know you've, uh, as an adult, you've you've run quite a bit, and we'll get into that. But when did you start like running? Were you an athlete as a as a child as a kid, or, or, or tell me about your background in Quebec. I- I, I love your question because most of people think that I'm a lo- lifelong runner, but in fact, it's not. Uh, now I think it's that that doesn't. I started running in 2007, like officially okay. running. So yeah. it's 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 quite recent. Yeah. Uh, I started running because uh, I was kind of a low period of my life, and I always been active. But I, I was looking for something more, like more driven, more active, and I didn't know what to do. And at that time, we were like thinking to say, okay, uh, let's see if we can go and live outside. And for me, the easiest sport to, to do was running. But I never, never run in my life. But your question is, if I run when I was a kid. So to back to your original question is, as a kid, I was kind of overweight. Uh, okay. I, I, I was really not good at sport. Uh, no one wanted to be with me. I was like <laughs> the bully kid. My yeah. nickname was uh, Blue Wells because I was kind of uh, overweight. Oh, and wow. I, yes, and but the 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 person who always always inspired me is Terry Fox. You, you know ter- who Terry Fox is? No, who's Terry Fox? He is really, really famous because he's a Canadian. Uh, At the age of 20, I think he got the cancer maybe at 19 or maybe earlier than that. And he said to himself a mission, I will run across Canada uh, Mm. to raise money for cancer. And he had just one leg. That's right. I saw the statue of him. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And us, uh, so I'm 47. So for me, it was... um, (laughs) when I was at school every year we had this Terry Fox run so we had to run somewhere around the area for Terry Fox and for me Terry Fox was always a role model and in fact I'm not sure what inspired me the most is it the running or the humanitarian part of him because uh, he was so humanitarian that if some if at some village someone wants to talk to him when have some people have some cancer he want to talk he was always stopping and give his time so I was really really impressed by the human and also by the fact that oh how can a human being can do that and I even now when I talk about it I have like this image in my mind you see so for me uh, Terry Fox was always my role model even though if I was like overweight if I didn't love sports and if no one wants to to be with me because uh, who wants to play with the uh, blue wells? It's too big anyway. So. 
<laughs> so yeah so you know what's crazy when i talk to a lot of people so a lot, a lot of people as kids they've um it, it, i'm surprised at how many um ultra runners have a, a background like in soccer or they play something else you know so you really didn't, weren't into sports as as a as a kid yeah uh, no but no it's uh when i was really really young uh, yeah. i had no no, no sports I uh, I was always fascinated by karate, so I've okay. been in karate, uh, karate like um, uh, martial arts. Yeah. I think uh, I started at 12, and uh, earlier than that, I think I started at 11, and I became really, really, really good at it really quickly. Uh, but what happened was just before uh, passing the the brown the um, the, the brown and the black belt, I came really, really ill. I had a mononucleosis. Oh wow! So it was my the worst decision, and and it probably where start um, when I'm because now one of my biggest rules in life is never give up, and mm. why it comes it's come because of that, and I really know it's because that I was between 14 and 15, okay, yeah. and uh, so I had my mononucleosis. I had to stop karate, and I was like, my exam was like in one month. I was so close, and my dream was to go in Japan and train oh. with the, the, the best, of, uh, you, you see? Uh, so anyway, so I had my mononucleosis, uh, and six months after, uh, I, I started to have, my mononucleosis was second, I had, um, Peritonite appendicitis first. What, what, so, what is what is that you had? Peritonite. I don't. I'm not sure if you pronounce it in English. P e p e r i o n i t e. What what is that? It's like in my in my stomach. Um, yeah. It's like my kind of my level uh, my liver there kind of explode. Oh, wow. uh, so it was really, really dangerous. So I, I, I had to stop karate for six months. And when I was just about to to uh, to, <laughs> yeah. to come up, I had this uh, mononucleosis for, again, a few months. So after one year of almost doing no karate, no sports, I said, it's too much. I will lose all because I was kind of good in my, my I was on a good level. I said, uh, where um, if I go again, uh, what the other people would think about me, yeah. I will never get this. Oh. So do you see all this kind of little voice? Yeah, yeah, so, bad voice. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that was one of my worst decisions that I made in life is I decide to do not show up. So I decide to listen my fears instead of listening my power and it's few years later that I was reflecting on my like little life even though if I was like a teenager <laughs> I said never 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 again that I will give up because that was one of my first and the worst mistake in life but anyway we don't have mistake because we learn from it and uh, we grow but Anyway, uh, at that time for me it was really difficult because it was uh, karate was all my life, yeah. and uh, because I was too scared about what people would have think of me, yeah. uh, I decided to quit. Uh, so, you, you ever thought about training again now? <laughs> but, it's funny because I, I like a few years ago, I when I see people doing karate, I'm, I'm always tempted to go. But in fact, 
to be realistic, uh, I now I, I just choose running because uh, with my my business with Africa that I plan, and if I have another sport, I think I will die. Yeah. <laughs> That's, well, I, I did uh, jujitsu before I started running and I loved oh. jujitsu and I tore my ACL and that's what got me to start running. And I miss jujitsu. Like sometimes I think, well, I'd like to go back, but I'm always training for a race and, and I don't want to hurt myself and not be able to race, you know? So it's, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I can relate. I understand. I understand. But I do miss jujitsu. It's, it was fun. You know, it yeah. was good. So, so you did karate in Quebec. Okay. I have to ask this because I, I, uh, with doing jujitsu, I have a mixed martial arts background. And, uh, so is it George St. Pierre from Quebec? Do you know who George St. Pierre is? No, I'm sorry. No. Okay. Okay. That's all right. He's, he's, he's one of, he was the world champion, uh, mixed martial arts and he, his background was, he took a lot of karate, but then he changed it and did grappling and wrestling. And then he ends up Anyway, he's just an amazing fighter. So anyway, he's from he's from Quebec. But I, oh, I thought I'd ask. I had to ask. <laughs> so, well, OK, so so you did that. And then um, so you didn't start running until as, as an adult. So what was the what was the, the catalyst that you, you said you said you just wanted to start doing something, being more active and, okay, and you decided to start running? Yes. In fact, it was this. But to be honest, when I reflect back, my first thought about really doing uh, running is when I was uh, working in Senegal, now it's maybe it's between 15 and 20 years ago, I was a journalist there and I was working for LACDI, an association who work with LACDI, um, International Development from Canada. So okay. when I was in Senegal, I was living in in uh, family. Like uh, I was not living in the the, the luxury uh, expat yeah. thing. I was really really living with the family. And when I I was like going from a place to another, I was uh, traveling by bus or by by foot, and I was yeah. with the people. Okay, and it's what I love because I'm truly passionate about people even now. So yeah. the first the first time that I was. I had my my love, like we say in French, coup de coeur, like if you, your art is failing on something, it was in uh, in Senegal, because I saw like a bunch of people with no, sh like almost no shoes, the shoes were full of all, no gear, but they was running and they was smiling like you can never even see in your life. And they were running as they want, no auspicious, space they were waiting for each other i felt this feeling of special of magic and i said wow how those guys are able to run in the the worst condition you can even imagine that was not like the pro the, the kenyan pro it was just normal yeah. senegalese people like us running uh, in senegal and i said Wow, and at that time I, I didn't, I didn't, I was not in sport that much. But it's when I came back, when I reflect on my little life that I was, uh, that I was a little bit low and between two, uh, two contract, and I said, okay, um, wh what can bring me joy? And uh, I'm a really meditative, meditative person. Meditation is part of my life, and I had like just this uh, kind of moment with me and myself, and. It bring me back 
this memory of people running in Senegal. And I said, if those people are able to do it with nothing, I will be able to do it too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you just started, just started running, just making it a regular part of your life. Uh, no, not that easy. Uh, so, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh. So, uh, so anyway, so at that time, I have two kids now. They are they are grown up, but at that time they were really little, and uh, we faced some uh, challenge as a young parent. And I was between two contracts. So, I uh, for me, being active is always something who help my my head, like my kind of. Uh, uh, being healthy in, in your mind. Mentally healthy, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So I said to, to my husband, uh, who had like an opportunity to buy really an old treadmill for $50. So I said, bring it, bring it in. And he said, no way, I will not bring this. Is it too big? Where do you want to put it? And he said, you don't even run anyway. What do you want to do with this? And I said, I don't care. Just bring it. I will put in my head if it's necessary. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So I win. So the the, the the treadmill come. And at that time, Google was not that famous as now. So I, I didn't run in my life, never. So I Google how to start running. So I end up with this run walk strategy. So yeah. uh, and because I was like thinking to the people outside and I said, no way that I can run outside with those like fancy runner with look <laughs> out. No way that I can do that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I said uh, a goal to myself when I will be able to run 45 minutes in a row, I go outside and run. Okay. So that took me, I think that took me three months because I, I couldn't run more than five minutes when I start. So yeah, I was yeah. Really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. So anyway, so I, I did that. When I reached 45 minutes, I said, okay, yes. And uh, take in mind that I didn't know if I would have loved it. So I didn't have any proper running shoes. I had like some crap running shoes. It was yeah. not even shoes, just crap shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So after 45 uh, minutes, I go in a running boutique near where we live. So I go in the, the running boutique and I, my goal was to finally find running shoes because I, yeah. I reached 45 minutes, you see? That's good. You, hey, you set a goal and you earned it. <laughs> exactly. After 45 minutes, I can have my shoes. That's so right. I, I get some good shoes. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. So I went to the running boutique and I said, okay, I'm I, there for, for, for buying a shoes. And as I said, okay, what can we do with running? Because I'm a goal-oriented uh, person. I, I love challenge. It's just in my DNA. So uh, he showed me some book. And one book was uh, Marathon from Beginner to uh, Expert. And I said, oh, but I, keep in mind that I had no clue that the word marathon was. I had no no clue what was a marathon. <laughs> you didn't know what 26.2 miles were, huh? Or 42K. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You just, oh, marathon. It's like a 5K marathon or something. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that's awesome. So, so I said to the guy, hey, give me the book. And I was like kind of enthusiastic with the book. <laughs> and I said, oh, can I do the marathon? And I remember his eyes. And he looked at me like really seriously and said, you know, that marathon is really, really, really difficult. You know that even some experiment runner cannot finish a marathon. And I said, yes, but look, the book is written from beginner to expert. So I will follow the beginner plan. Yeah, I got a plan. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. So 
what happened at the end? I remember the guy. I I finally buy, bought the book. I come back with the book and I study religiously the beginner plan. Yeah. And I on the next day I start uh, training, and six months after I was doing my first marathon. What? So was that your first race? Was a marathon? Yeah. No, okay. I, I did, what I, I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do a half marathon because I said if I do a half marathon and it's too difficult, <laughs> I will never do a half marathon. That's awesome. Hey, hey, my first race, my first race ever was a marathon too. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I my first race. Yep. There you go. High five. That's right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do any races. I trained and I did a marathon first. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I did because I was too scared of uh, of doing this marathon. Two weeks uh, before my marathon, I went to uh, because for me, I, like all the runner community, was too much. <gasps> I was really scared. He looked so professional, so distant, and I said, "I don't belong to that. So how can <laughs> I really go to go in my marathon?" So I went on a 10k race downhill. Uh, just to know how how to behave on the marathon. So I did a 10k race, okay. and my time was awful, but I didn't care because I wanted to be prepared at least yeah. how to yeah. my bit, how to run. How does this thing work? So it was 10k race two weeks before my marathon. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So, so I love asking this question. How did how did it feel? Uh, Physically after the marathon, and how, but how did it feel emotionally too? Though, how did you feel when you when you crossed the finish line? Uh, honestly, even now when I look back, because the training for the marathon was probably one of my most difficult training because my kids was really little, so and I was working, so yeah. I had to uh, to wake up at five, do my training, and I was stressed and I said, can I really really do that? So I had like all those kind of feelings that when you start you have. And finishing the, the marathon, it, it was of the my most, even now, I think it was of my uh, my best uh, achievement. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And so so you, you I mean, you crossed the finish line, you felt like you had accomplished something because of all the sacrifices you made to do it. Yeah. And, and so, and it happened two things, because in fact, uh, the way that I am as a person, I, I'm the go do it kind of person. I, I'm not overstressed with the maybe you will have this, that, that, that. I just go for it. And when okay. I'm there, I, I just go for it. Because when you decide to do something and you, 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 um, you let yourself surround by fears and by all the doubt, you know what? You will fail because they, if you open uh, the door for the doubt and fears, you will listen. You give your permission to listen to them at some point. Mm. You get my point? But yeah. if you go for it and you said, whatever it takes until the finish line, it's whatever it takes until the finish line. It's, it's all started by how we think. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So, I start my first marathon like this and uh, I, something magical happened was... I think it's probably around 30K. I saw someone who was really struggling. So I said, are you okay? 
and this guy said, oh, I, I didn't train enough. You, you see this kind of the, yeah. the discussion that we had when you do the, the marathon. And I said, okay, just uh, run, run, walk with me. It's my first marathon, and we can we can cross the line uh, together if, if it's okay. So this guy was an experiment runner. He did like a few marathons, and we ran together. So and the discussion that we had, he was an army guy in uh, in Canada. He, he get kidnapped in Sarajevo. He developed a PTHD syndrome. So he he told me all his life. Wow. And when when we finished the, the finish line, we crossed. Uh, and by hand the the finish the finish line together, oh, and cool. I, I I was so emotional that I at that time I didn't give myself permission to cry. With now I give myself permission <laughs> to cry. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So this guy was this name was Michel came back and uh, thanks my family to be there because he said that without me he would have not finished and all this kind of. Uh, that we 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 said as a runner so it was really special because i learned that i can do it and i learned that you can have meaningful connection uh when you when you run because when you run you are totally yourself and you cannot pretend that that's true and i've said that before especially long distances and in ultras you get stripped down and i I find out a lot about me at the end yeah. of a race. You know, you got to dig down deep. There's no, there's nothing there. There's no pretending. You just there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, so you, you did that marathon and, uh, how was your first marathon? How was your recovery? Were your feet? Okay. Did you do okay? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. All right. Speak some truth. How did, how did it feel? <laughs> The most funniest thing is it's, uh, the, the marathon was in August and we already planned to go to uh, Disney World with the kids. So the next day we take the, the, the flight to go. <laughs> yes. So you limped around Disney World, huh? <laughs> yes. my, recovery, my recovery was walk inside the park. <laughs> nice. You should have got one of them little scooters, man. <laughs> yes, That's that's awesome. Uh, it's funny the things that you you're confident like ah we'll go to Disney World after I'll be fine and yeah yeah you start walking around with the kids and regret that. <laughs> and the kids was like in front of me and laughing at me and the, the most beautiful thing was like kind of the the, the the spa or the pool after the park and even though going to the pool was painful. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad if going to the pool is painful. Exactly. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so so you you did it and you suffered physically, but as we know, you know, if you're a runner, no matter what distance you're doing, is when you start, it's hard. But there's something inside of us that makes us keep going back for more. So what 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 was your next? You know, like how soon did you jump back into the pool and and do it? Was it another marathon? What did you what what'd you do? You really want to know? Oh, I'm 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 I. I'm, I'm I'm thinking it's a doozy. So what was it? <laughs> I think I think four months after less, it was Portland Marathon in Maine. So four months later, you went to Maine and did another marathon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. Yep. Yep. Hey, I the 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 people listening on the podcast that they, they understand because that's just <laughs> so how did that one go did that one go much better did you I, did you do you know what i managed to do to cut my time of 40 minutes wow in four months 40 minutes that's pretty less good than four, less 
informant, probably, because the, my marathon in Quebec was in August, and in my memory, probably it was in, yes, it was in October, because that was the election of Barack Obama at that time. Okay. Wow. So that's, so what do you attribute that to? Was it, was it your, you, did you train differently or was it in your, in your head that you knew you could do it? So you went for it. I, I, I honestly, my, my, uh, my kind of my own recipes for myself to myself is gratefulness. When is I'm doing some gratefulness. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of doing something. Yeah. And yeah. I, it's just this, like, I was so excited and I was like in in US looking the house and, and for me it's the, 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 your your election system are so different than what we have in Canada and see all yeah. this. I was so happy and so privileged to be running in a mm. part that uh, like it's not it was not that far but it's kind of different from where I was near the sea. Yeah. I was just happy to be able to do that. Like one year before I was not running, so mm -hmm. for me I said it's yeah. just good. And saying it that I, I can't be now with this running community and don't I I was slowly by slowly kind of filling yeah. myself in. So getting, just yeah, getting confident. I can do this. <laughs> yes, but no training. And uh, I did it. I think I was going back on my boat probably, but I was just doing some some running. Yeah. Well, so, you know, this is funny because this has come up with with like my last few podcast guests and we've talked about this. And so I'm glad you said that. But but running, uh, being grateful when you're running and running, uh, running happy, you know, I always encourage I coach a few guys and, and people that ask and I always encourage them to, to be thankful when you go through an aid station. Ask them how they're doing. Thank them, and and you know, be make you even if it hurt, you hurt and make yourself smile. You know, it yeah. might look bad, but make yourself smile. You know, <laughs> just just do it. Yeah, your and body will. Yeah, you'll for follow. For me, I always, I, I always, always smile. I don't know, like even uh, when I finished my 444k last year, uh, the organizer was saying, "Vero, how the hell can you always smile?" <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And so there's some there's something to that, you know. I think I think when we run happy, we run better. We run faster and and it we you know, it's yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so so you you did another marathon and then so when did you uh when did you start to branch out to to longer distances be, beyond the marathon? Okay, so at some point my my goal was to go to this famous Boston Marathon, but I was yep. just uh, sli slightly too slow, yeah, <laughs> and okay. I was too young at that time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You either got to you either got to get faster or older. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So I couldn't make it. So and after that, I was just getting tired of the competitiveness and the fact to uh, just aim to uh, a number. And I said, and more we, we, I was in my running community of marathon and I feel it too much like time oriented. Yeah. Uh, and I feel I just want something else from my life. So I said, okay, let's just try if I can run more. So I, uh, just before we moved from the UAE, it was uh, one of my goal to go for a longest distance. So I registered for um, 50 miles in uh, Niagara Falls. So that was my first ultra marathon in I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a while back. <laughs> exactly. So, so, so that was your 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 first trail ultra marathon was that fifty miler, yeah. So, yes. so here here's a question. I like to ask this because uh, I find that uh, fifty miles on on dirt 
is easier on my body than a marathon on pavement or on the road. Yeah. On, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. It's not just me then. All right. <laughs> and everything sounds like fantastic for me. I, I this 50 miles, and I remember my first oak was when I hit 50k on training. Yeah. I said, wow, this is my longest distance ever. And I remember I came back home like a, a winner. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. And, and so so you 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 kind of you fell in love with the dirt then. I mean, running running the trails and, and uh, that 50 miler. And yeah. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I think I fell in love with the distance. Okay. With the, the fact of uh, when you run longer, you have this relationship with yourself. You're just you uh, with the environment, with just the, the, the emptiness, the like kind of your, I don't want to, to sound cringy, but your kind of greatness inside of you or uh, yeah. what makes you you. So yeah. you have this opportunity to be totally in contact with yourself, with your environment, to push yourself. I fell in love with this more than anything else. So it's why now I don't mind to run on road, to run on trail. It's, yeah. uh, it's the fact of running longer that I love more than anything else, I think. Nice, nice. So so like like a lot of us, you did your 50 miler and then and then you just kept what, what was next? Did you what did you do uh, more 50 milers, 100 milers or? Uh, no, what I did is we um, we move in the UAE. So for yeah. the, the the week, the year uh, in between was kind of difficult to find a race and we just move and blah, blah, blah. So I just keep running, uh, yeah. but with not necessarily uh, any race. And I found, uh, and running in the UAE, they have kind of a challenge by itself. So I couldn't uh, run that much as a woman. So I need to find a yeah. group, a uh, running group. And for me, it was uh, the first time because I, even though I had some uh, group in Quebec, but when you, 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 you live in a Western country, you can run by yourself, you can run with the group, you're not like kind of um, really linked with the group. But in yeah. the UAE, it was so more much easier and comfortable to run with the group. So I discovered an awesome running group who become my like really, really, really close friends at the end. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's, uh, I'm really, really privileged to have been in this group. So yeah. I've, I've discovered this, this group. And from there, the first, the next ultra race was an 80K. Okay. Uh, and uh, without even, uh, I was training maybe a few months, like specifically a few, maybe like one month back before that. And I end up uh, three woman, uh, third woman overall. And I with oh, like, wow. just, <laughs> yeah. just showing up. Just and doing running. it, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> and with, with no strategy, just to run and be happy. And it was just this. Yeah. So you you're like it sounds like you're as you're doing this you're discovering like more about yourself and and you're finding that you're you're good at it. <laughs> it's exactly what it's exactly what happened because I I I am not um, a pretentious person. I don't want to. I I go with what I find is true. Do, uh -huh. do you get what I mean? But yeah. also like now I I'm more like prepare and all that, but it's not my main uh, my main driven. What I'm driven is for the goal is to do the best as I can. But it's not about the other person. It's it's about yeah. me and what I'm doing. And it's exactly that. I was running. I was running happy, and it was on a fantastic wadi. 
uh, near Oman and it's a location that I would have probably never see if I never run. So this mm -hmm. feeling of being super grateful and super privileged to uh, go in this uh, location, uh, incredible with uh, like friends who were really meaningful for me. So it's just like I, I go for it and I did it and I finished yeah. home. That's awesome. That's uh, so you. I mean, uh, that's one of the things that that's great about running is is that like you said that self discovery. And I'm like, I, I'm finding out where I'm a lot like you because um, like we talked about the Tahoe race, and um, I had never been to Tahoe until we went and I ran the race. So I I just jumped in and experienced it, you know. So it's kind of easy to run happy, you know. You're you just. <laughs> <laughs> running around and experiencing it and just taking it all in and yeah so i i love i love being able to do that and so i, I can relate you know i can relate 100 percent to that so so you went from doing these races and um and then something inside of you must have clicked because you started you started running some really long <laughs> really long distances for some things so <laughs> how did so the okay, this is the first one I'm I'm seeing on the list, and and I think there was probably some things that led up to that. But I'm looking at 2016, you ran 3,000 k across Japan in 72 days. So for for the American listeners, that's uh, 1,864 miles. So how did you get from from <laughs> from from 50 miles to running across Japan? What happened? What happened there? Did did you did you hit your head? Did you, did you, what, did you lose a bet? What happened? <laughs> I think I did all that. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So what happened? Yeah. How did that happen? Thank you for the question. I just love that. <laughs> uh, okay. I would try to, because I think like one of the, the, the major thing who, who described me and it's funny because if I can add it, uh, my first book will be launched in three months. And oh, awesome! So, and one of the one of the the, the, the name of my title is uh, entitled my title is random because what I'm doing is not some like I know some runners are really that their race are planned. They have like a, a big goal and that that. But me, no. <laughs> <You know? laughs> random. <laughs> Just <laughs> I'm gonna do this. <laughs> Is that how it happened? Yeah, yeah I you like know, Japan. I'm going to run across it. <laughs> yes, it's exactly. In fact, the only the only uh, run that I need to really plan is Africa that I'm doing now. But a part of that, it was all my, my, my running path. It's all random. It's all because of people that I met. It's all because I feel inspired by something and I go because it's how, how, it's how I am. I'm more goal oriented than, okay, let's have, let's tick the box. So anyway, to answer to your question was, I did my first 100 miles and to be honest, David, I hated it. It was, I ate my first 100 miles. I really? Yes. I, I wanted to quit because it was, and the fact is, I was really training for it. I had like an online trainer and I, I put everything that I have. I, I did like all the concession and I was working full time. So I was uh, wake up at four doing my training because we were still in the UAE. 
uh, yeah. making the, the, the taxi for my kids. And when I came back, I had to do like all the course uh, at home because like uh, we were taking care of our own like wow. own stuff like, uh, yeah. like normal. And so anyways, it was crazy for uh, six months maybe I was training for it. And it was in UK, it was with my friend. It was really nice in fact, but I hated it. It was the second part of the after 100k it was awful and i was dreaming to have a wheelchair and i said <laughs> what i doing it <laughs> well I, I, I this is blowing my mind because i'm seeing all the things that you've done and what you're playing and, and you hated the, the 100 mile so so was it a physical thing or was it a mental thing what was it but what i discovered with time uh, the when you are tired physical that have an, an impact on your mental we are both interconnected. Yeah. So yeah. it's why you like if you don't train sufficiently for a race, mm-hmm. your mental will suffer, and the other way around, it's also true. So, yeah. uh, but I think uh, it's like kind of both. I, when I finished, I was dead. So anyway, so <laughs> long story short, I finished. Usually, I'm kind of a happy person, but I was not. I think I was not good to be around. <laughs> <laughs> You were one of those, all right. <laughs> oh man! So, so after that, I was kind of sad because I said, "My, I put all this effort on my training. What can I do now?" And I was thinking just about my training. I had invested with this trainer and all that. I said, "That cannot be stopping this." So I said, "Okay, let's do." Ex- I did exactly like I did with my marathon. I look. <laughs> Three months, four, a few months later, you <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I registered for uh, the the Berlin Great Wall, um, the Berlin Wall Marathon. Mm-hmm. So and I've never been in in Germany, and I said, oh, it's fantastic, and I just go there. And it, in the UAE, it was easy to travel, so I just go for a long weekend. Uh, I was just by myself. I was super happy to have a break with the family. The yeah. day before, the day before the race, do you know what I did? I don't know how this this, this building call. You know the building with the angel on top in in Berlin. With the what on top? The, the uh, like the angel on top in Berlin. Yeah. Yeah. You know this building? I yeah. have no clue. Do you know what I did the day before the race? What's that? You, yes. you climbed it? Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so I climbed the building. I passed all the day to visit Berlin because my time was kind of limited. I was just four days. I, I had to go back and work again. So because I, I always been working and do like normal. So I was just enjoying my day in Berlin and on the evening I said oh wow I have a race tomorrow how can I do that (laughs) I was so pumped because I was in Berlin I was just in this space and I feel this feeling of being like magical and be and be where I was so I and even though if I, I I didn't even sleep much I didn't care. I was in Berlin. I was running and I would do my best and I would just enjoy it. 
So what happened was, and I did exactly that. I enjoyed my race. It was fantastic, great, uh, a great, uh, great weather. And the one thing that you, that I forgot to tell, but in UK I always lost myself, and it was in a trail, so it was kind of bad. And I'm I really bad in the orientation sense. I can even uh, lost myself inside of my own apartment. So <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> so yeah, you're not doing adventure races. You're doing races where you got there. Marked. Make sure they're marked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So doing gotcha. a race with the with the German, it's easy. They are super organized, and you 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 cannot lose yourself at any point. Uh, so I didn't get lost. It was a fantastic uh, time, I, and I was just doing great. And uh, what happened? I think it was maybe at 120k something ish. Someone yeah. told me you're amongst the five top women. And I look at him and I laugh and I said, that can't be true. <laughs> uh-huh. no, not me. <laughs> I hate these races. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm that's supposed a- to hate it. What did happen? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so the guy he said, uh, and he looked my beer for a second time and he looked, he said, look, so I was at one of the 20, I think I was fifth woman overall. And I was like, wow. And for the first time I had like kind of this boost. But not the boost of competition, the boost and let's see if I can go for it. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how strong I am. Let's see how, uh, because you are always limiting yourself somehow. Yeah. So I said, okay, let's see if I can run without limits and see how it feels. Ah. And it's what I did. Uh, uh, I even like find uh, on the way a runner because I... (laughs) I forgot my my light, so my light from my yeah. was dead, and I couldn't like. Yes. <laughs> so so you bad at bad at directions and didn't have a light. <laughs> yes, exactly because my light like the one that I had didn't last. So anyways, I met a, a runner who we run on the same pace, and on another aid station, my uh, my my vest was not was not legal, and another uh, a volunteer gave me another vest. So it happens such little thing, magical little thing about when you, you, you run and you have this strong connection with people. Yeah. So anyway, so long story short, I finish. And when the guy told me, you're third overall, and I was looking and I really uh, argued the guy, you you lie. It's maybe third <laughs> of high age group, you know, yeah. when you're 40 plus. It's easy. Yeah. And he said, no, you're third overall. And after five minutes of kind of arguing, he came back with his paper. <laughs> you got to prove it to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly what he did. So he, he, he was my, I was my name, Veronique Bourbeau, uh, my time, third overall. And now it was full in. I just cry. I, I couldn't stop crying. That's awesome. So like, yeah, so you're doing this just for yourself and for fun and, and to, to push yourself. And then you, you realize that, hey, you know, when, when I have fun and I'm enjoying this, I'm, I'm crushing these races. <laughs> it's exactly this. <laughs> wow. Wow. So so you did you did that. And then uh, so wh- wh- what year was that? Do you know about what year that was? You, uh, five years ago, I think. Okay. Okay. So. Yes, 
2015. All right. Okay. So let's 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 go back to my 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 question a while ago because. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so sorry. Two, I talked too much. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good because because I I was wondering what the gap was. So that's 2015. You did your second hundred miler, placed third, and it was in 2016 that you ran across Japan. So. And so I. In between, um, I uh, and it's funny because I, it's one of the one of my only races that I didn't finish. But I I did the similar one in Japan. I don't know if you know Sakura Michi. No, I don't. I'm not familiar with that. Uh, you know Spartathlon? Yeah, yeah. So it's same, it's same same, but in Japan. Okay. Uh, and now it's closed for foreigners. Uh, but when I, I did, you you live with the um, the, the race director house. Uh, you managed to like meet other uh, international runner. It's so 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 special. So in 2015, uh, that was my first really big competitive race. Uh, it was really something special. And in fact, I had the, the name of Sakura Michi by someone that I met in Berlin because I said, oh, I, I want to try if I can run longer. Yeah. So I, uh, he gave me the name and he said, go, it's really cheap. It's nice. You have an awesome atmosphere. So I went. But the fact is, like I'm random, I had no clue what was the cutoff time. I had no clue what yeah. the race was. And I, in fact, I was a beginner and the ultra runner. I just go, okay. So it was my, my, my mentality. And in fact, now when I look back, I am really grateful because if I would have think just a bit too much, I would have not doing it and I would have not be where I am now. So I'm really, really grateful to just be yeah. Just, just and make it. So uh, when all my plan tickets was uh, done and everything was like managed, I knew that the cutoff time was 36 hours. So 250k for 36 hour when you're a beginner, a trial runner, it's huge. Yeah. So I, I said like, how can I do that? And yeah. I remember I, I was one week when I was really, really thinking of cancel it and not doing it because. For the first time, I said, I'm not on that level, can't switch. And, but the fact is, I love Japan. Uh, my, my ticket was already uh, already buy, and yeah. I couldn't like, have my money back. And I thought, okay, let's just go for it. <laughs> and let's see what happened. In the worst case scenario, I will be in Japan, and fine. So when we arrived there, I met such incredible 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 runner and with all the, the their family so i've been supported by the the family of the runner who was there and uh, some of them was so special because i i david I, I couldn't even believe that i could finish this thing even when i started you see yeah wow uh, because of the the encouragement because of the love of those people they were waiting for me eight station at eight station oh. And uh, and my 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 mantra was, I, do I'm okay with time? Do I'm okay with time? Because 36 hours, you have to be really fast. Yeah. And yeah. I, I I did at that time. I, I couldn't like think that I was as fast to, to make it. And they were always said, Vero, don't come, just do it. You have such a willingness. You you you, you can do this. And uh, the the like the event who made me finish was. Um, 
it was one marathon. I had to make one marathon more, okay, yes. and it was finished. I was super excited. For me, it was finished. One marathon is nothing. I'm 250k. Yeah. But in yeah. fact, but in fact, it's not. It's the the worst part. Oh, <laughs> oh the trip. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So after being super excited and see Ellen and his mom, uh, I was going really down and I was really walking and all that. I, I and I was crying by myself. What? Why I'm doing this and how pity I was like this kind of uh, pity party with myself and. Uh, it's exactly at that time Ellen saw me, Ellen who was uh, taking care of me, and she asked the, the, the bus driver to stop, so I don't know what she did, because you, you cannot do that usually, but she managed to make it, and she go and see me, and she said, Vero, you're doing so amazing, and I said, Ellen, it's hurting, and she said, I know, but do you remember, walking is more painful than running, and she was like, show me how to run, and she, even though if you, you don't run fast, Act like you run and you will finish it. And she looked at me in my eyes and said, Vero, promise me that you will do it. And I was like, yeah, I will promise you. Like this, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what happened was, I guarantee, since like she go, she off on the bus, I was running. And I was just thinking, I promise to Ellen that I will run. I promise to Ellen that I will run. I promise to Ellen that I will run. Yeah. So the people that were overtake me on the UK that I was a pity party with myself, I just slowly by slowly, I overtake them. And I finish in 35 hours, which yeah. one I was. And it was uh, 10 female overall. Wow, that's awesome. As a beginner. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So that was my. Uh, I did 300 miles before, so that was my uh, my my first like big race. Wow. So, uh, and this is a this is a, a reminder to everybody to everybody who's listening. It what nothing changed physically while you were there. Nothing changed physically until you know your friend stopped and talked to you. She helped change something mentally in you that that enabled you to keep going and that that and that blows my mind like i always say that if i could if i could channel that feeling when you see the finish line i'll be dead tired but when you see the finish line i'm gonna sprint you know (laughs) where did where was that 10 miles back you know where was (laughs) so 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 i mean we and and we have to be physically strong but man boy there's you know we have to be mentally strong we have to be able to channel that and it's also the a reminder of surrounding ourselves with people who are who are good and who encourage us, who believe in us. Um, and because sometimes we can get down, and we that little extra nudge. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I I because I what you're saying, I'm so passionate about this. So <laughs> because I think uh, mentally, it's it's all about. Uh, there and it's all about the people that you decide to surround with and what kind of story you decide to believe to yourself from yourself yeah yeah that's right and if you believe you can finish it you can and if you don't believe you can you, you can't won't. <laughs> you won't exactly. yeah, yeah you gotta flip a switch yeah and yeah on, on those people what was even more magical is i didn't know no one of them five days before wow so th- is it is it the running community amazing 
our, the ultra community, people like the, and like and like you said earlier, even at the marathon, I've met people at races that I've run with, and and now we're friends on you know they're they're in other countries, and and we keep up with each other and encourage yes. each other, and 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 they're friends, you know. If I go yes. if I go overseas, I have people I can stay with because you know. <laughs> What happened is, is like um, Helen and his sister that you know, she was even there because I did it uh, another time. The, I did the same race in 2018 and uh, by a, a synchronicity uh, event, it was her sister who was there with his father. So it was so, it, it was also special and his sister did exactly the same. She supported me for all the race. Oh, so wow. you have this magical thing. In in, uh, in running that I think that if I never run in my life I, I would have missed something. Oh wow yeah that's that's uh, that's encouraging though and people I, I want people to hear that that's one of the messages of of the podcast I want people to to recognize that and to realize that number one they have greatness in them and they can do big things if they discipline themselves and 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 work toward it but but also that. You know, surround yourself with with good people and and be encouraged. You know, so <laughs> yeah. So so you did that, and so was that doing that race? Was that what made you want to run three thousand k across Japan? Was was that kind of uh, made no, you want to uh, go? No, because it was already planned. Uh, because okay. do, doing this uh, this kind of run that that uh, asks you a lot of planning. So yeah. I plan. I start to plan it after my race in Berlin, because okay. what happened was uh, in Europe. I don't know if in US, but in Europe they ask always ask for a um, paper from the doctor to see if you are uh, healthy, healthy fit. Oh, so okay. I went to have one, and mm. when I've been to my uh, doctor appointment, the doctor told me, uh, "Vero, I, I, I cannot give you your health certificate because I, I hear something in your heart." And I said, "Oh." And I was thinking the first thought I was is if I have to stop stop running, I will mm. die. Like uh, like yeah. I you cannot even think that I, I will stop running because I knew that uh, some when some people die in the marathon it's uh, linked with a heart problem and I said, Oh if like all my, my thoughts went crazy. So anyway, so I went to the cardiologist and the cardiologist said, I feel just a little heart murmur in your in my heart. Uh, maybe it's nothing, or maybe it will like become bigger with time. We yeah. don't know. It's something that I'm born with. Um, and he said, because your uh, your health is over the top, I don't recommend you to stop running. Uh, you just have to come every year to see where you are at and uh, keep keep on doing what you are doing. Because on the whole, you are doing more good than bad. So keep doing what you are doing. But the fact is, knowing that was for me a big, 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 massive wake-up call because I was in a job that I ate, uh, yeah. doing like crazy routine that, in fact, life is just about it. So, and I was for me, and I said, okay, now I'm good, but for how long? I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't have this, this, this safety net. I said, okay, I can do that forever. Well, you, you see when you, you are kind of uh, going on autopilot, so it was like the call where the life told me, Vero, you cannot live your life in autopilot anymore. Mm, yeah. And uh, that brings me to said, okay, I changed my life in literally one minute. Bam. Wow. <laughs> so you decided to make, make whole different priorities? Yes. 
Yes, yes. So I decide to because uh, like in, I decide to go for it to, because I uh, like running a country. My first my first goal, I like my goal. It was not even a goal when you think of something, but you are you don't have the courage to to believe in yourself. You don't have the courage to own your own greatness, you see, but yeah. you always hold yourself back. I had this feeling to go in Africa and, and run, run something, but I always like didn't want to to own it. So yeah. I said, okay, now it's time to uh, to play bigger. So it's why I decided to uh, to plan something. And the image that I had in my mind was Terry Fox. And I said, I have something bigger than what I think I am. And in, in one minute, my life changed. I said, okay, let's let's find a country where I can go because my plan was to go by myself. My daughter just joined uh, really last minute. Uh, on, on bicycle, so my plan was to go by myself, and I said, okay, which country is safe, which country I can go, So, and I really love Japan, so it's why I choose Japan first, and I said, okay, Japan would be the, the good first one to try, because I knew inside my bag that I might, lo I might love it, so if I yeah. love it, I will, I will carry on in the That's future. It. Yeah. But yeah, but I was just, okay, let's just do it one step at a time, so I decided to go in Japan, uh, and it took me one year to really plan it, and the other big decision that I did is uh, to to um, to to just quit my job. And I always been working like a professional. I have like all those uh, diploma and all that. But I said, okay, I want to have my own business. I want to own my life. And at that time, I had no clue what my business would have looking at. But I said, okay, just go for it. Nice. Wow. So yeah. So you, so you did it. And. Uh and you, I mean, you planned it out, ran across Japan, and yes. and you, you what, what you, and your business is you do you do uh, you do coaching. Yes, yes, uh, I'm a I'm a peak performance coach. So I, in fact, what I'm doing is when you when you run like I like we do, uh, we understand how life uh, is. We understand how the mental uh, is. So uh, the first one that we that we work on is the mental massive action and keep the momentum high. So it's the, the three thing that I, uh, that I like. work with people uh, that I work. So I, I help people when they said, okay, I'm on this kind of plateau in my life and I want to reach uh, like more, um, how you call it in English, uh, a promotion, or I want to have yeah. a, a more business. So uh, I help them to, to thrive, and I'm I'm a, like have my master degrees with a major in psychology. I have a lot of really uh, strong uh, coaching qualification in performance in CBT and NLP and mind space. So I'm a uh, I have I stand there for everything what I do. So it's what I what I do for for people, and I I love 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 seeing people change because I did it first. Yeah. And, I, I, and I have the proper tool to to give back to people, so it's 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 really my passion. That's that's awesome, and and uh, I I'll put um your the link to your website in the show notes, so people can people can check out what you do, and if they're interested, they can get in touch with you. But uh, so so you ran across Japan and and you got it done, and so your your goal was was originally higher than what you did, like you were going to try to do it in like eighty days or something or ninety, yeah. yes. and you did it in seven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you just kept going on day, you know, didn't, didn't just, yeah, the, just, the it just went smoother than you thought. Yeah. 
Yeah, but do you know, do you want to know the real reason? Yeah, yeah. Because my husband was was coming at the end, okay? And yeah. uh, we are big, big fan of Disney, okay? We are big fan of Disney, and since we are abroad, we love to go on different Disney parks, okay? So you wanted to go to Disney World, yeah, Japan? Exactly! <laughs> so, that's, so you finished a whole lot earlier so you could go to Disney Disney World. That's That's... I'm sensing a theme here. So your first marathon, you go to Disney, limp around, you run across Japan, and so Veto, what you gonna do when you finish your run? I'm going to Disneyland. Exactly. <laughs> Just, yeah. I've no. never been to Disneyland, so I need to go. Okay, all right. You gotta come. Hey, you need to come do come do the Tahoe 200. Uh, do the Tahoe 200, like you said. Uh, you'd be interested, and then you go to Disneyland after. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We have a plan. There you go. There's your plan. <laughs> so, well, so you you did that. And then so the next I mean, I'm sure between 2016, you had a lot going on. But then you ran across Malaysia last year, 444K. Now, I have to I had to do the calculation, 207 miles. And um, you won it, right? You you <laughs> won it outright, right? You beat the dudes. You beat the guys, right? Big time. No, I, uh, no. I, <laughs> Big I, time. I like that. <laughs> I did the, the race record for eight hours. Wow. So, okay. So, what, what is the name of the race? What's the name of the race across Malaysia? C2C, uh, coast to coast. Okay, the coast to coast across Malaysia. So, uh, how how was that? I mean, you, I, I, okay, I'm, I'm kind of jealous because you're getting to, you're running across Japan, you're getting to see all of it. Then you go run this uh, this is actual race across Malaysia. H- how how was Malaysia? I okay. mean, you probably got to see a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, the the I I did a few races because we move in uh, Singapore, and when okay. I moved here, I, I wanted to do some race. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, my goal was to find a race to be qualified for Spartathlon because Spartathlon always been my dream race. So I said, okay, let's just having a, a race to get my qualification. And I knew that at that time, I it was just having a race because I know I can do it. Okay, yeah. like timing yeah. wise, I could. So anyway, so I, I I've been in one race in Malaysia that doesn't uh, went that well, and I met uh, I met uh, the race director of C2C who invited me to go and do a 250k race that he organized. So I okay. won this I won this race among all the guys too. So uh, <laughs> I, I killed the race. <laughs> <laughs> so and how how it works like you, you know that as a runner you you be like he was te- uh, texting a, a message and said Vero you absolutely need to come to C to C you will love it it's all across Malaysia you will you you will discover place that you never see blah 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 and it's it's similar to what you did in Japan you cannot miss it and because to be quite honest I have a high esteem for Seo Kong the race director yeah. and for people who listening in. US, uh, if you want to uh, go and make them one race overseas, uh, go and do their races. It, they are outstanding and their organization are like I did some other race in US or Canada. They are yeah. even better than what you can you can find. It's why I keep coming to, to their race. Wow. So anyway, 
So he sent me a message and said, Vero, come. And I said, no way that I can do it. Uh, say, oh, come, because I have Spartathlon. Because Spartathlon was two months after. It was my main goal. And it's yeah. funny because it's the first time in my life that I set a running goal. Yeah. It was Spartathlon. So, okay, let's make it. So I said to Seo Kong, sorry, I, it's really tempting, but I can't. So my first thought was no. And he was uh, sending me another message like after and said, behold, you see, you just carry on doing what you are doing. Do it really slow. That will be a preparation for Spartathlon. Just come. And because I, I am in IS team and in fact, I was really tempting by doing it. And I said, I would be stupid to n not just go for it. So I, I, I go for it and uh, I said to my husband, <coughs> I register. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you, uh, ask for forgiveness instead of permission, huh? Is that <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I, I saw he was still behind you a while ago, so he didn't leave you. <laughs> 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 That's a, wow. So, so, so you you went you went and did it and crushed it and so I mean that that had to be I mean not only to I mean so it went overall do the course record that had to be something you know yeah. I don't know just I don't know if, wow. If, I don't know if, you, if you have time go and see the YouTube that we we create. In fact, it's my my son who make all the editing because we are really small, so we are doing all the the family. So if you if you can. I have a look because the the way that I finished it was, I it was by far the best in kind of races, the best race that I never that I ever did in my life, and it's why I encourage people who are tempted to go more than 250k uh, in Malaysia because we they have kind of a spirit, a, a family spirit, uh, kind of we are all belong on the same family. Uh, yeah. We start uh, nine, and I think two runners didn't finish. And uh, the, the the community of the race, eight station after eight station, and the the ambulance was there to give us like some ma massage at, uh, two times a day, and they were wow. laughing. We were in kind of a, a community, and it was funny because the first 150k it was really really um, high. It was on the mountain in in uh, Malaysia, and one of the things that Seo Kong told me to convince me, he said, "Behold, you will see it's really flat." <laughs> race directors are bad for that it's flat and fast uh -uh. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so at the end of the race we knew like the elevation was similar to uh, going to the base camp in Everest so you can imagine the elevation wow. was quite big so uh, yeah. I remember saying to Seo Kong do you remember you told me it was flat <laughs> <laughs> well, I got you here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and uh, my big, big, like changing moment, uh, because when I, I, when I, for me, one of the things it's really, really, really important is how the race strategy. The race strategy for me is key. Uh, like I can go on a race and it's almost like uh, it's monitor. I know I, I will do it. So I had my race strategy really, really planned. I was really, really slow for the first uh, the, the first few, two, three days, I think two days. And after that, I came, uh, I come and come faster and I won it. So what happened was, and it's funny because even my husband said to me on the first day, he said, you have to go faster. I said, no way, no way. And I was I the slow, no, exactly. I was the slowest and I was the one who slept the most. Ah. Uh -huh. 
That's that. You know what? That that's when I when I ran the two hundred, I I waited too long to sleep. If I I would have done better if I'd have slept earlier, because I wasted time falling asleep while I was running. Yes, and yeah. uh, so uh, and what happened also is uh, I'm I'm really open to comment. So I, I every time I I saw Silkong and said, okay, what will be what is coming next? Uh, what do you recommend in terms of running? So it was always like uh, kind of coaching me. Yeah. And uh, instead of uh, rushing, listening to him, I was mm-hmm. always listening to him and I said, he knows what he's talking about. So yeah. I take time listening and I go for, for it. So I was super focused for all the race. And the, the last two days, uh, the days before that I finish, I feel so much gratefulness because in the part that we, we, we run in in Malaysia, it was one of the parts where the elephants are. Oh. And I never, yes, it's exactly this. So when you are like, even though if I'm living overseas, I'm still from Canada, for me, it's like. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, and even my husband was in front, so he saw an elephant, and I can hear the elephant. The second day, I hear the, the orangutan sound in the mountain. It was magic and i was in the night i was so scared because i saw like a, cro- a, a dead crocodile and i said oh, <laughs> I was, I was funny. <laughs> one, one will be in my bag and try to that's why that's why you won you were running scared <laughs> exactly <laughs> so uh, the, oh, man. The, the last day uh seo kong told me he said you're you're leading uh just go for it. Nice. Yeah. Um, wow. My the last date was 60k, and my the the first 40k on my 60 day uh, 60k. Do you know how fast I did? What's that? Four and a, uh, 4:30 the marathon. <laughs> wow. And after that, I think that was one of my of the best moments where you you change. You see, like it was a big big change for me. Uh, after this marathon, it was kind of a joke, and because I knew that if I can I can uh, sit, have a coffee, make the party, and I I would probably win. But for me, that was not about winning. It was never about winning. Uh, and I remember my husband said, "You can keep it easy," and I said. No one, no one will tell me how slow or how fast I can go. I today, I, 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 I crushing it. I will see how fast and how strong I can. I will see how this, like this body machine, the mind, tell and body yeah. works. I will see because I see. I always said to people, you are stronger of what you think you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was for me the best opportunity to test it. I yeah. will test how I am stronger of what I think I am. Yeah, yeah. You that find out. Was, yeah, that was my motivation, and it, it was. It, it, in fact, it was like if I was just myself with it, myself with the environment. It, it was like if I was almost in, in, in another dimension. So, I, and I was just keep crushing it. Yeah. And at the last 10K, I was just crying, just crying because <laughs> I arrived when you, you always said like, uh, and it's funny, I said that because I'm a coach myself, but everyone's oh, you will go to the next level, blah, blah, blah. But you never know what the next level is. 
because yeah. it's a kind of a, a, a fancy a, a fancy word but for me i knew what was the next level it yeah. was exactly and i said to myself in this process time if i can do that i can do literally whatever i want in my life that's that's awesome to 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 have that confidence from from running. You're gaining that confidence in your life. You know, you're realizing that it. I mean, the lessons we learn in running transcends, you know, life. And like you said, I'm tough and I can do great things, and that means running and other things, <laughs> life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So so l- let's talk about before we uh because we're oh yeah, yeah. we're going a good while here. That's good. Well. <laughs> We got we got to talk about the big thing that's happening next year because listen I want you so uh, next I, I this blows my mind when I see it so I, I don't know that anybody's ever done this so for twenty twenty so you, you've learned these lessons you've run these long distances but now you're you're about to do something that's that's exponentially bigger you're about to run across Africa and when I say across is from north to north to south is how you're doing it right. And it is 13,000 K that is 8,078 miles across Africa. Yeah. So that's, that, that blows my mind. So how did this, how did, uh, and you said that you, you hinted earlier that there was something in your mind early on about Africa, but you went and you did, you did Japan and not, you did Malaysia and you did, you've done other races and stuff. So this is something that this seed that's been in your brain and now it's starting to come to fruition. So what made you, was it, was it at this, this race across Malaysia where you decided it's time to pull the trigger or it was before that? No, I in, in fact I planned because uh, I I really planned this race since 2000. This race is not a race. This run since 2016. Since I came back from Japan. Oh, okay. Because, so you, yeah. And it, it like it like I said before, it's the first time in my life that I have to be really really uh, consistent planning uh, yeah. because it's it's massive. It's it's yeah. massive. And uh, so, long story short, when I came back from Japan, it was amazing because what I learned in Japan that I, I learned that I can do this, which I yeah. like at the time I, I was not the one that I'm now. So I, I, I did have no clue if I can do it. I did it. I met amazing people along my way, and I think it's one of, again, one of the amazing learning. People invite us to to uh, to go in their house and all that. And at that time, I wanted to make an impact in the society, but I was living in the UAE, and it was kind of difficult to find like more uh, social uh, impact. So I, uh, this part didn't work as as that plan, but it, it was always in my mind. So when I came back, I said, my life cannot stop there. This is in my DNA, and I, I, it was crystal clear that you can make a big difference in life through running because you, uh, I realized that when I run, I'm strictly the best version that I can possibly be. I myself, I'm, I, I'm grateful. Uh, when I, I meet people, I'm, I, I welcome them. I'm happy to learn from them. You create a magic. And I said, oh, what is the next thing for me? And when I came back, uh, it was like, not even a click. It was obvious that I would do something in Africa because remember, all my running come from Africa. So when I was in Africa as a volunteers and as a journalist, uh, one thing was really, really shocked me is people that 
do not have access to water. The family where I was, uh, they don't have um, water in their house. They have like kind of a sink outside in the, the um, like uh, it was not even grass. It was more sand uh, in, outside of them. And I said, how can we do as a collectivity, like on the humans from the planet, uh, accept that in our same planet those things still exist and uh, so in the, the house that I was living they had that kind of access of this water but don't forget that this water was not clean yeah. it's just like coming there but it's, it's it, so every everyone getting sick by water and I did also like a walk with them a few K and come back with the, this back of water in my head this is heavy and when you are doing this uh, every morning I'll how energetic do you think you, you, you are to, to, to carry on and making your, your, your own life? Just little. So I was, it was so present in my, in my, in my DNA and I said, I have to do something, but I didn't know how. So when I came back from Japan and I said, I have to do something and uh, run for water for all. So, and I start my, my research and because it's a big project and you have to, to step up from yourself because when you, um, when you start to doing this, uh, if you are not strong with you, with yourself, you will meet more people who will take you crazy that people will encourage you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's why it took me that long to make it done because the first one that I had to work on it was on myself. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I did an amazing uh, journey about growing myself. And now, I'm, uh, and now I have a, a partnership with Nanofilter. So what we will do is, in every, Nanofilter is a, a Tanzanian guy who create um, the, the filter for the people. So in every country, he is doing uh, is filtered differently because in every country they have like different kind of soil. You see, yeah. he is yeah. brilliant. So uh, I'm working with Ilonga, the founder of Nanofilter. So in every country that I will run in, do you know what will happen? They're gonna well, get water. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. That I is have a, yeah. That that's you know that you're, you're using what you've been gifted with and, 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 but also it's your, I mean, this is your heart. I hear it in your heart. You know, you, and like you said, you see people that they don't have water and how we take it for granted, you know, we got a faucet and we can, and so you're going to go run across Africa to, to raise money and awareness and get people, give people filtered water. That, that's amazing. <laughs> yes. So I like now where I am in the project, and mm -hmm. it's uh, we are doing it. I have this uh, this collaboration with Nanofilter. So uh, in uh, for all the country that I will run it, I will give uh, this water station. So the, the the concept of it will be that the like the team of Nanofilter will install the the water um, water kiosk. And after that, I will come and we will kind of celebrate the water. And what I want to be because, and the, the, the second thing, what is really, 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 really important for me is sometimes we look people from Africa from up, like from upside down. And the, the, I'm traveling quite a bit and I never saw any other place in the world to be so lively, so loving life. And it, like when I was in Senegal, they had no money. 
but they invite me to 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 uh, to lunch with them. Uh, we uh, it's it's something that even I cannot find words to describe. Mm -hmm. So I want to show to the rest of the world, like our uh, fancy Western world, what is the r real reality of it. That sometimes we just look through our um, lens. Yeah. And. Yeah. My goal is to remove our Western lens and see that with human connection, we are all the same. And mm -hmm. through this water story, like to see what uh, the water had uh, influence on every every one of them. Mm -hmm. So it's it's human, and I need I need water to run. You, 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 we all need water. We all need water to survive. So it's it's about human connection, and it's about uh, water. It's it's about life. Wow, um, I, I've been to uh, I've been to Africa uh, once. I, I went on a mission trip to Uganda, and um, we we were um, and I can I can say the same. The people were amazing. We we hiked some medical supplies up to a, a village, uh, and um, they welcomed us. We sang. We uh, they they brought out food and and you know and and they didn't have much, but they were trying. They were giving and just. It was beautiful, you know. It was I, I I was humbled by by the generosity and the love of the people there, and uh, and so yeah, I, I think anybody that goes there would would be would feel the same way. They'd be touched the same. Um, so did I hear you right that when you go through a country, they're gonna they're gonna go ahead of you and have they'll have the water station kind of set up, and you'll be able to do like a dedication and and yes. when you when you, that's yes. that yes. so that. That's awesome. That's beautiful, but that's also that takes a lot of coordination. Besides, yes. besides, I mean, you're going. I'm looking at the map right now. You're 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 going through a lot of different countries: Egypt, Sudan, Ethiopia, Kenya, Tanzania, Zambia, Zimbabwe, and so uh, you've got to deal with uh, the government issues. I'm sure. Have you had it? Have you have you been able to get permission to do to do this through all the countries so far? So this is uh, this is one of my biggest challenge right now is to make uh, it's to make everything and in fact I'm a one one woman show I, but I'm kind of not I'm kind I'm privileged because my two kids are kind of grown up but yeah. not too much so they can they they uh, they are they are um, young enough to give me time and not too old so. Uh, yeah. My my daughter is 22 and my son is 19, so they are both with me in Singapore still. So they they, they give me a lot of time uh, to help for for as for Africa as for the business. So I'm really really grateful, but it's not enough for <laughs> for for a, a project like this. It's yeah. massive. It's massive. So now where are we in the pro in the process? Uh, the first weekend of uh, December, Nanofilter will uh, have a big um, sponsorship event. Like, try to find a, um, it's not sponsorship, you said in English, you said another word, uh, but you get my point. Uh, Support. The fundraising yeah. event. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, we work a lot of this now. So this is something we're happening on the first uh, weekend of December. So I will send you the link if people want to come. Yes. Yes. Uh, and on my side, I work on finalize all the sponsorship, which I'm 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 doing it little by little. So I'm uh, we finalize the sponsorship 
hopefully soon. And uh, we are working with all the embassy, uh, with all those, uh, and after that, that will be visa, will be all that. So this is massive. Yeah. I mean, we need to know like where we are going in the map, which place is safe, which place is not safe, uh, how we get uh, our food to be sure. Like um, it's so much. It's uh, and sometimes, do you know what? I try to do not think about what I will need to plan in three months because uh, I will I will yeah. I will die <laughs> yeah. by, yeah. Yeah. by the too much of, of, of planning. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, I, I now encourage. I looked at your website and there's a place there to donate and and uh, and yeah and and uh, so I'm gonna encourage people to go to the website and check it out to, to if they can give to give. And, and we're going to be following along and, um, you know, and, uh, if there are things that we can do to, to help, you know, I, I, we'll be looking for those things. And hopefully in 2022, when you're done, we'll get you back on the podcast and we, <laughs> we can hear all about it. <laughs> I, I would love, and I, what I would say, David, as a neutral runner yourself, uh, come I will be uh, somewhere in uh, maybe Uganda, so you, you can find your your your, your friends. Because hey. uh, after the the week in December, uh, we might uh, go for 20 countries instead of 13. So the final okay. plan will be uh, finalized at the end. So wow. uh, okay. because for me, the like on term of priority, it's water, people. And the run, even though if I have like a Guinness uh, World Record for this, because I would be the first female to doing it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just one guy who did it uh, in 1995. Uh, and I, I, his name is Nicolas Bourne. He was really good. I, I chat with him. Uh, so he, he did it, but long time ago. So yeah. I, I will be the, the first female to, uh, to make it. Wow. Wow. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm excited for you. I, I think um, it says a lot that you're that you're attempting to do this and that but but you and you're doing it for for a, a good reason. And uh, I'm just looking forward to follow, to following along and hopefully who knows I'm going to pray about it. Maybe I maybe I could end up there and we can share some miles, man. I, I, who knows? Yes. You're going to yes. need some pacers. You're going to need a lot of pacers. <laughs> yes, because for me, it's all about uh, like, um, and for me, it's my, my life mission. For me, it's yeah. whatever it takes to make it. Yeah. And I, I know that sounds cringy and cheesy and all that. But uh, for me, this is why I'm waking up on bed every morning, because Sometimes I just close my eyes and I, I, I see those people where we will be giving those water and I can see the standard of living. They will switch because those people get healed because they don't have any access of water. And sometimes they don't even go to school because they don't have access to water. They get sick. So it's it's all like simple thing that we think it's simple, but for them it's not. So for me, it's massive and to create a global awareness because uh, like we plan, uh, Ilonga, uh, the nanofilter founder and us, uh, Africa is just a start because for me after that it, I will take a break but I will carry on in India, I will carry on in Southeast Asia and after that I want to finish with more Western country because we need to carry on and raise awareness on how lucky we are and how those people uh, on the other side of the planet still need our help because they have everything they need to be uh, at their best self. Like they don't need n n nothing. 
uh, to organize themselves, but they just need a little bit of money to make things done. And we are fortunate enough to have some, even though if we are in a difficult period right now, but we still are privileged. So my goal is to really a, be the, the, the median pe person between uh, those two parts of the world. And uh, I will like, I will not done this thing until my mission will, will, will be done. And it's why I come like, I combine both. For me, it's my mission. And on the meanwhile, when I was doing that, I will carry on and uh, coaching people that will be different, but more in terms of workshop, more about group, because uh, I think it's both together are, are linked. If we want to be, uh, to aim for a, a better world, we have to aim to be a better person because when you are a better person you elevate your your consciousness and when your consciousness elevate you 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 energize you reanimate on your own environment and when this uh, like synergy is, is done it's all like openly all the world will benefit for it so it's why i'm doing what i'm doing yeah if you want a better world you start with yourself and then share it yeah yeah that's well, Vero. I'm 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 impressed with what you have done. I'm impressed with what you have planned, and uh, uh, I just just thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing your 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 love for the people there, and uh, and and not only thank you for using the gifts you're given for for a good thing, you know. And uh, I want to encourage everybody that's listening. Uh, go to the website. There's, I think there's a place where you can donate, and uh, be, just be watching out for how you can help and and support. Uh, Vero and her uh, and and her mission. So, wow. Well, thank you so much for taking your time. Uh, I hope you didn't have to get up early. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 thank you, David. Thank you for uh, having me, and thank you for being uh, outstanding host. Uh, it was really really fun, and I really enjoy uh, talking and sharing this with you. Thank you for right. having. Me. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, you, you have a good rest of the day, and we'll be following, okay? Yes, of course. <laughs> All right.